metaverse, very lucky. Give up something, master plan, software as a service, unicorns in China. I'm very grateful to, to Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook and the movie, The Social Network. Utopia is a software as a service tool that help user to create their own metaverse. Welcome to Between Meetings, a series of on-the-go interviews where we explore the world of innovation, technology, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Marian Danko. Today's interview with Chen Fu, CEO at Belltopia. Chen Fu is a seasoned software engineer with a proven track record in the computer software industry. He has expertise in cloud computing, cloud-native stack, and computer graphics. Chen boasts six years of experience in both team and product management. Thank you, Chen, for joining me. Thank yeah, you so much for your time. Sorry. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. And I would love to start this conversation by talking about your early days at uh, Kuhon. Sure. You witnessed the growth of the company, and yeah. you, I know you, you were one of the first employees. Yes. So what did you learn after seven years working at the fast-growing company? Yeah. So um, Kuhon, or Chinese name Kujiale, it, it is a, the world's biggest uh, web-based 3D interior design platform. Um, it was founded by a group of uh, computer graphics engineers from Zhejiang University. Uh, and it is where I graduated. Mm. So it was very natural for me to, to join Kuhon uh, as an early employee mm. because I, I know the founders back in the university. Yeah, right. Um, back in the early days, my job was um, developing different software features like image generation, uh, 3D model file processing, and uh, I was also responsible for maintaining the in-house rendering engine of Kuhon. Mm. Um, still now, the, the uh, most important modules and the IPs of Kuhon today, the in-house rendering engine. Um, later on, I was promoted as the um, team lead and the software architect. And in the early months of uh, 2020, I transferred to lead a business team. Uh, called Kuhom Cloud. So th that's the uh, days in Kuhom. And what I learned from Kuhom, the first thing is um, I learned how to work as a software engineer. But I think what's the m more valuable thing I learned uh, from Kuhom was not on the technical side, mm. but on business and management side. Mm. Like um, how to build a software as a service product. Mm -hmm. what's the pros and cons of a software as a service business model. Um, what problems will strike if the team size grows in a rapid pace? And what's the leadership's reaction towards those problems? These are the very important lessons that I learned during mm -hmm. the adventure. Mm -hmm. But um, so I think I'm very lucky to, to join Kuhom at a early stage, and Kuhom itself grows into one of the few um, software-as-a-service unicorns in China. That's not the average fate for... This for is something very unique, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. That, that's not the average fate for startups. So, so I, I think I'm very lucky. And uh, therefore, I think there are many few people have those experience and those lessons learned like I do. Yeah. 
and it sounds really great so you already mentioned that you're coming from the technical background yeah, yeah. and um, I'm just curious how did you actually transition from uh, being a software engineer to the business uh, unit lead right is it something common for your peers as well and what are the pros and the cons you already start talking a little bit about it but can you give more details okay um, first it's not very common among my peers um, I think the, the decisive factors are what choices you have and what choice you will choose. I think um, most of my, my peers do not have those kind of uh, career path choices. Mm. Uh, and even if they, are, uh, they have those choices, they are most likely to choose stay in their old professional area mm. rather than change to another business area. Um, so, uh, but but the, the good side and the, the downside are very obvious. Uh, I choose to go from a technical background to um, to a position to lead a business team. Um, the good side is I, I can uh, learn a lot of new areas. Mm. I can learn knowledge from different areas. I can talk to different people, different company, and uh, I can know better how this business world works. So mm -hmm. that, that, that is a good, the good side. The, the bad side is um, you must work hard to be a quick learner. You left your old expertise. You, you are uh, a, a, a new hand in some new area. And then you will have to do something that you do not like. And you must make some decisions that you 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 do not want to make uh, but that does not happen when you are a technical engineer mm -hmm. yeah that's quite interesting and you say some people prefer actually to stay in the old positions right yeah so i'm just curious to know what does it take to make that leap that change that that step up yeah yeah, yeah. is it um Probably your circumstances is just the company required that situation, or maybe it's just your personal traits and feelings. Yeah. What do you think? What's in your opinion happening? So what happened to me is that I worked hard and worked smart to earn those choices. Mm -hmm. So um, and I chose that choice uh, intentionally. Mm -hmm. I uh, because I have a um, master plan for my career. Uh, and uh, I just want to stick to that plan then so uh, overall it's a matter of uh, you must give up something to gain another thing mm -hmm. yes I just think this uh, the math works and I want to gain that thing so I uh, I choose to change my career path but I think when other peers most of our our my peers facing this problem they um, they do not have the uh, desire mm -hmm. to uh, to change their career path or mm -hmm. they, they do not have the strong desire to get mm -hmm. what they want so uh, they may stay to their own uh, old expertise mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. which is not bad at all right? yeah 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 which, which is course, uh, I mean, those are just different uh, choices exactly exactly yeah. And uh, let's talk about your current company. I think all these approaches and experiences actually help you to start your own business. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want right. to know what's the story behind uh, uh, Builtopia. Um, why did you decide to found the company? And um, yeah, what's actually Builtopia? Okay. 
Um, so, so first, what, what is Biotopia? In one sentence, Biotopia is a software as a service tool that help user to create their own metaverse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but the story can trace back to my high school. Um, in my high school, I attend the uh, coding club or the coding association. So uh, I found I'm quite talented in coding. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, uh, I, th th that's where I find my interest. So I, uh, I love coding and I love science, science fiction back in my high school. And that's why I uh, choose software engineering as my major in Zhejiang University. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the university, I watched a movie called The Social Network. It's, it's a story of um, how Mark Zuckerberg mm -hmm. started Facebook. Mm -hmm. I was quite touched by that movie that by, th by that time, I uh, decided my career plan or the, the cause of my life is to start a startup in the future using my uh, technical skills. So this is your opportunity to say thank you to Mark publicly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm very grateful to, to Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook and the movie, The Social Network. Yeah, it changed my life. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so, but when the graduation come, uh, my thought was I'm not resourceful enough and I'm not skillful enough to start a business right after college. Mm -hmm. Therefore, my plan was to find and join a small startup to learn how they do the startup, mm -hmm. to, to, to learn everything, mm -hmm. uh, to, to, do the startup, uh, to do, do the startup better. And when the, when the, when the, chance, when the opportunity comes, mm -hmm. I can leave the company and start my own startup. So that's the master plan. And uh, I am just following the master plan all these years. Yeah. It looks like you have planned for everything. This is very interesting and very fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, during the, ad the adventure in Kuhom, I chose to uh, change my career path from a uh, back-end developer to a uh, developer team manager and a product manager and then a business team manager. Then I go over all these positions and I have a deeper understanding of how this uh, software as a service life, business life cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, last, last year, I, uh, I found that Metaverse, the uh, VR, XR, and the NFT, they are all booming. And uh, my expertise my uh, technical skill can do something valuable in this area. And I think this is finally the, the opportunity, the, the chance that I have waited for many years. And uh, by that time, Kuhom is a, a famous startup. Yeah, it can give me some uh, like uh, backup for, 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 uh, for, my, uh, career, for my career path. So I, le I left the company and I started this, this Biotopia to bring a 3D design software into metaverse area. Yes. Very well planned and opportunity meet each other. Yes. And that's how 
built up, it happens. Yes. Amazing. Creation, engagement, branding in the metaverse. So yes. those are the three things that built up is helping out users yes. with. Can you elaborate more on the issues that you're trying to solve for the users of the metaverse? Yeah. So the metaverse is indeed a uh, very exciting area. And there are many um, companies involving in this area, but there are a lot of issues that we are facing. So the, the first of all, the uh, cost to enter metaverse is very high for now. For example, if uh, if a company wants to do an uh, enterprise level metaverse space, the cost it, it start up at uh, one hundred thousand RMB per space mm -hmm. yeah and it can go all the way up to millions of RMB um, I think that's a cost that the thousands of uh, thousands of a uh, small and medium-sized business cannot cannot offer so if if you are a small and uh, medium-sized business you are you have no choice you are you are no luck you do not have the a needed tool or method to enter to the metaverse. So that's what we, Biotopia, want to solve. So mm -hmm. first thing is the cost lowers the entry bar in the metaverse. Yeah. And the, the second thing is how, the, how much the enterprise would have control or uh, ownership of those metaverse space. For example, if you are a uh, big company, you build a metaverse space in Baidu Xirang and uh, the, your user will have to download the Baidu app mm -hmm. and register as a Baidu user and then you go to Baidu Xirang uh, with you can you can see a lot of uh, different metaverse uh, space they may come from your competitor and after Browsing the list of the metaverse space, you can the, your user can go into your metaverse space. That is very painful. Basically, it's a, you paid a lot of money. Then your user needs to register to a third-party platform and possibly see your competitor's content, and then go into your metaverse space. That's that's not the ideal way of how the business how the enterprise do their metaverse right so these are the two uh, problems that we want to solve the most mm -hmm. therefore our approach is that we just develop a uh, tool for the users for the enterprise to create their metaverse easily mm -hmm. and they can embed their metaverse into their website into their apps with their domains with their logo with their brand and their users can uh, their users can register directly into their platform, not our platform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and and all this stuff can happen in a, at a low cost. Right. That that's the that's the key features that we provide, and that's the main problems that we want to solve. In mm -hmm. the the follow up question would be you're talking about the low cost. So how do yeah. you achieve the low cost? Okay, um, there are many uh, cost centers, cost sectors to build a metaverse space for now. For example, first is the modeling cost, mm -hmm. the designing cost, and then 
the engineering cost. Mm -hmm. you, you, you need to be a uh, Unity, uh, Unity engineer uh, or a game engineer to, to set up all the game logic or all the 3D logic. You need to be a modeler to, do, to, to create the, the avatars, uh, the different buildings in the metaverse. We want to uh, minimize that cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, to the modeling and the designing part, we provide a web-based designing tool with a rich library mm -hmm. uh, with different objects, avatars, buildings that you, you can use without modeling. You, you can just drag and drop mm. to put those things in, in the editor and then embed all, the, all of them into a 3D space. And when you save the, the space, you will have a web link for other people to go directly into that, that metaverse. The user do not need to download the app or have a very powerful computer or a VR headset. They can just open WeChat or their Safari browser to go into that web link to, the, to go that uh, URL. So by that, uh, by that means, the enterprise do not need to hire a modeler, do not need to hire a Unity engineer. That's, that's why we lower the cost of building a metaverse. Mm -hmm. right. Interesting. So since you're already uh, talking about the metaverse, I would love to know how different the metaverse scene in China from the one that in the West? Uh, who are the big players here in China? Yeah. And also, how is it likely that we are going to achieve the metaverse uh, interoperability? Okay. Uh, so talk about the big players. There are uh, big players in China like uh, I just mentioned Baidu Xilang and NetEase Yaotai. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, and there are some of other medium-sized players in, in this area. Uh, in the West, we have uh, Roblox, Decentraland, and uh, Meta, uh, Facebook's Horizon World. Uh, there are some uh, medium-sized and uh, vertical platforms uh, in uh, in uh, West called On Cyber and Spatial. They are vertical in NFT and the fashion space. Yeah, these are the the the, the famous players. Mm -hmm. The difference is, uh, I think, the difference now is big because um, the Chinese metaverse industries are followers, and the uh, West metaverse players are, are the leaders. Mm -hmm. um, the Chinese players lags behind um, mostly on the product quality and the co content quality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, so basically if you are a Chinese, uh, a, a Chinese user or a Chinese enterprise, you need to pay more for a less quality uh, product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's the main difference now. Okay. And you already talked about the different metaverses, right? So are we going to have uh, bridges between them in the future? What's your personal opinion? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a question of uh, interoperability. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, in, the, in a very different science fiction movies or uh, novels, there's, there's a, a huge... A metaverse platform or a company that controls everything, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But I think the reality w won't go to that step. Mm -hmm. um, for uh, for now, I think uh, there are many many different size platform, metaverse platform, and uh, creator tool 
but they are not connected. For now, they are all isolated systems. Yeah, um, I think for us, the, the one of our mission is to build the connectivity, the interoperability. For example, we cooperate with a European company called Ready Player Me mm -hmm. to provide a high quality avatar infrastructure in the metaverse. Um, so the users, if they have created avatar, their own avatar in other platform using Ready Player Me account, when they first log into our system, if they connect their Ready Player Me account to this, our system will download their avatar in Ready Player Me and shows this avatar on the first time they log in. Mm -hmm. So that, that's an example of interoperability mm -hmm. because they, need, they do not need to make another avatar in our platform. They just use what they have already built in other platforms. Yeah, so that, that's a way of uh, achieving interoperability. But that takes the partnership agreements, right, between the companies, between the platforms. Yes. So I think at, at the large scale, it's unlikely to happen. So it's going to be still probably uh, groups, uh, unities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think the uh, the steps to achieve the greater interoperability is that, uh, or the greater connectivity is that um, different groups of uh, company, different um, fashion of the company, connect with each other, and then larger groups connect with each other, and then uh, most of the players connect with e with each other. Mm -hmm. I think that, that that's prob the, the probably step. And some of the stubborn platform may stick to I'm the own isolated system, but mm -hmm. um, the, the, the users can vote, the users can leave that platform, and uh, the users will want to use the platforms that are uh, connected together mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. interesting right i think we, we're going to see that happening in the near future yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're all going to witness that yes and probably to wrap up the conversation we'd love to ask you the last question if you look at the bigger scale yeah. uh, what are the big challenges probably some of them you already mentioned but so what are the bigger uh, challenges for the whole industry yeah, yeah, yeah. and also for the metaverse startups and uh, including yours yeah okay so the main challenges um first challenge I think is that uh, the metaverse is a small and early industry. Mm -hmm. It's in an early stage. It needs a large amount of uh, money and resource to invest. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the economy is against us. You know, for um, uh, the, the stock market, the uh, VC market, it, uh, the, the situation is bad now and we, we know the bad time is in the future. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so... Uh, but I'm sure you have the plan. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So every company in this area should pay much attention to manage their cost, to, um, to, to improve their productivity, and at the same time, keep develop, keep progress. Mm -hmm. That, that's very important because the uh, metaverse is very potential, but your company <laughs> cannot survive to see the end. So that's, that, that's no use. Yeah. That, so that's the first, the big challenge for now. 
-hmm. Yeah, and the, the second big challenge, um, I think, is uh, the uh, for for the for the users and for the enterprise, there are not much information or not much proof to calculate the the value you can gain from the metaverse for now. Yes. Um, and, and that is different from different sectors. If you do this, um, if you are a uh, online event host, then the ROI is very uh, straight, straightforward. Uh, you, uh, under this pandemic situation, you, you cannot host that event offline. So you, you can only host it online or you just do not do it at all. Mm -hmm. So the, that ROI is um, straightforward. Mm -hmm. But for those like 3D metaverse branding, we, we, we still need many information to, for, for the decision makers to know uh, how, much, uh, how, how, how much I gain from uh, using, 2D, uh, using 3D content over using 2D content. Mm -hmm. So that, that is not straightforward and we do not see much uh, statistics proof on that. So, uh, but, but we, we have uh, good partners and clients. We are trying to test out the statistics. Mm -hmm. To, to prove that metaverse 3D branding or uh, event or uh, meeting can do better or uh, can have a uh, efficiently ROI over the traditional way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So I think, yeah, it's something that uh, at the moment is still very, very raw, right? And yes. we need more data, we need more proof, we need yeah. more case studies to yes. make sure that people actually know why it is uh, what it is, right? Why yeah. we are using it and how it's going to help our business in the future. Yeah. Thank you so much for your sharing. Um, right. I look forward to uh, exciting stuff coming out of uh, Built Up here in the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I guess uh, I'm going to see you very soon in the metaverse. Yes, yes. And, and now um, Builtopia.io is open for register, uh, so, so everyone can go to our website and try out our Perfect. I, I tried it out, the demo one, it was amazing, so yes. I hope more people can also try it out and use for their businesses. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. That was the episode um, with uh, Chung Fu.